0: Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damoshek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good friends, Dave Damoshek and Charlotte Wilder. It's Monday after week one of the NFL. Mostly, mostly a pleasant week. I will say it always has to end on a bad note for me, but... I'm going to get excited about the good stuff. And the good stuff is FanDuel, who we've partnered with. They tasked us with the idea that we have to put together a parlay each week, a three-team parlay, extra points for extra pay. Um, Dave took Buffalo minus four and a half. I took Green Bay plus three and a half. Charlotte went with Baltimore minus six and a half. We each had a point deducted or added to our team it paid plus 460 we won easily we won easily guys good job by all of you blow out
1: blow out i'm over the moon that uh, that we collectively we put our heads together it's a symbol for all of society see together we are more no division together we not me <laughs> also though Sal, yeah a shout out to you for being a pros pro because I know you're, you're, you sound chipper, you sound enthused, not down at all uh, about your Dallas Cowboys getting, I mean, really rooked at the end of the we'll game. Get, made no sense. Yes. But then again, that's part of a normal football weekend. Welcome back, everybody. We are
0: back in Charlotte. Good for you. You're 38-6. Baltimore, your pick one. I love what we did. We set you up like a, she knows nothing about gambling. Go ahead. Well, no, you can take a chance. Maybe, Maybe she'll get lucky. No, she's smarter than everybody with this. I would love to have a beer with Charlotte Wilder. No, that's, a, that's an inside joke, but Charlotte, you, you're, your game crushed Baltimore. Like I said, I don't know if this is good. If we keep winning, we put FanDuel out of business, right? Doesn't that run counter to our partnership? I'm not sure how it goes.
2: Yeah, well, you know, as I always say, there's no I in parlay, so I think it just takes everybody <laughs> doing their best. Uh, no, I think FanDuel wants us to succeed, right? Okay. If we succeed, then other people are happy, then they use their – their uh you know services more and and eventually everybody loses because i can't be there on everybody's shoulder telling them what to do that's uh, true all the time because when i do i'm clearly right so
0: that's right so we you know we wet everyone's beak a little bit plus 460 we won that parlay and uh you know the fan duel actually is very happy i joke about it but that their executives come back to me said we are out of all of their influencers we are their favorites we're all their favorites. So I don't we know. We might
2: we might feel like <laughs> underdogs, but we're yes. all their favorites.
0: We're all their favorites. You span the whole country, wherever. Indiana. I don't know. Where are you you pick a state. Doesn't doesn't matter. We're, we're just their off favorites. the top of my head. Exactly. Uh yes. And Dave, you're right. I think it felt fair like a fairly normal opening Sunday, right? That just it felt right. Um, you know, what happened? The Patriots are on top again. The Browns blew it. Baker threw a pick like 20 minutes into the season. Um but uh, you know my Cowboys blew it. Uh, I don't like the crowd noise though. That's my one point. I, I I promised myself I wouldn't complain, but it's it's driving me a little batty. I thought CBS's crowd noise pumped in was worse than anyone else's, and then last night's game was just way off. I uh, I, I feel like they they're doing a bad job. It's a poor a conductor that's letting the the, uh, the harp go, go over the the, the xylophone, and it's just, it's not mixing well. Did you guys notice this, or am I, dri- am I driving everyone crazy for no reason?
2: Well, what, what stood out most to me was when the refs, anytime refs announce a call, there's booing. Right. Like, even if it's at, like, <laughs> you know, even if it's at, even if it's a call um, for the Pats and it's at Gillette, like, you're going to hear a hint of a boo. Or just people screaming their heads off because they're so happy. Mm -hmm. And that was where things really shone through to me the most, that the crowd noise um, you need to hit. If you're going to do crowd noise, you have to be honest, and you have to do the whole crowd noise. You can't do like the censored parental version of crowd Mm -hmm. noise.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you need to hear the little voices here and there. But, yeah, Dave, uh, it reminded me of, you know, like when ESPN or someone will have – like your Steelers will be playing – and they'll throw the yellow graphic up occasionally like you're like, oh shit, there's a flag there. I I felt the same way audio wise with this weird swelling crowd noise after uh after a, a incomplete pass. I'm like, oh well there's gotta be there's gotta be a flag down because why would the crowd be going? And then I'm like, oh, there is no crowd. This is stupid. Whoever's manning the button is screwed up here. Did did it bother you? I I'll
1: be honest with you, it was it was minor, right. a minor distraction. At best, I mean, at worst for worst or best for me, it really, yeah, I heard what you were hearing, but no matter to me, it really did largely feel very normal. Find some masks on the sidelines, Mm -hmm. of course. And that way, I think the nature of football is what you're getting at. I don't know how you could correct it as opposed to like baseball when there is no crowd noise until the ball gets hit that. There's a swelling within a football play as a quarterback is loading up and starts to launch at the crowd. That that is hard to um, to artificially pump in. I wish they would clip. You can't get that, like, oh, that anticipatory noise of what's about to happen is within football more than it is in hockey. You react, the goal noise you can hit. Goal. Ah! Right. You can't do that in football because there's a swell to it. I don't care about it though because I was—I mean, what I was—I wh- was struck by by halftime in the early games was those football feelings and right. sort of kind of breaking it down in broad strokes. I mean, the thing that jumped out to me as much as anything on uh, on this Sunday was the crapshoot. If I can just jump into it, the the crapshoot of drafting quarterbacks and anybody else, but it's a quarterback league and they get uh, all the shine one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's crazy 2018. Remember that all time and all the Mitchell Trubisky versus Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes the year before, but then 2018, it felt like an ironclad five. I mean, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and Josh Rosen and whoever I j- Josh Allen and, And really, where are we now? If you look at the, I mean, at the start of their collective third seasons, who, who's, which, uh, who of any of those guys when everybody thought like, I think all those guys might be pretty, I think really, finally, all the first round quarterbacks are going to end up being good. Now there's two, I mean, they're like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen's in a good spot there, despite the fact he threw one of the all-time worst passes I've ever seen in a pro football game. game. But Still had a good game and he runs around and he sort of um yeah uh supported what I said in advance of that game that I'm I'm a Josh Allen truther here. But yeah, I mean, don't get crazy about draft picks. They are fool's gold. They're something to make um, losing franchises, fan base is more engaged. So maybe this is the guy for us. What you want is the genuine article out on the field on Sundays and trading away that four draft picks almost yeah. uh, are generally is not going to work. And if you could now.
0: just sign Cam Newton on a whim, who nobody else wants <laughs> or him. Why that? not do that? Charlotte, you're, you're happy with your new guy.
2: Oh yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling so good. I was so, I was so happy for Cam. Like, he smiles, and you're just like, ooh, I want to smile. Like, I feel great. Um, I think it... I do think, though, I do think, in all seriousness, I think that that was really, really important for Cam, for Belichick, and for New England fandom, because I think it would have gotten ugly and really unfair and unfortunate if he had blown it in some way. Um, and I was going to save this rant for a little bit later in the podcast, but because Dave brought this up, I want to talk very quickly about how I think that leadership is kind of the only thing that matters in terms of success right now, whether that's mm. from players on the field or from coaches. I feel like as I've moved through you know, media organizations of my own, I've seen that the ones that work are the ones where there are clear set expectations of what you want your people to do. And then there is a plan on how to execute that And there are people in place who bring other people in place who reinforce the culture that they want. And a few years ago, I I remember thinking to myself, like, what even is leadership? Or like, what does it matter if you're just sort of good on your own if it doesn't come from the top down? And I think nationwide, we've seen what happens there. But when it comes to football, like, Bill Belichick knows how to use the pieces that he has. And if you have draft picks, if you have these 2018 quarterbacks who were all, I think, I was one of the people who was like I think all these guys could be really good and I think they still could have if they had leadership and people putting them in positions where they can succeed. If you're put in a situation where you don't have the help you need, you don't have the guidance you need, you don't have like these kids they're 21, 22. Yeah. If you don't have that, then you don't have a shot. And and it's not so much about personal ability or potential as it is about like are you are you being given a fair chance? And so that's my That's my whole thing. Just watching the teams this, this weekend, I was like, Oh, all of this just comes down to like what's going on internally.
0: How about this? I just, uh, forget about the 21, 22 year olds. How about 43 year old Tom Brady, not having the proper leadership in Bruce Arians in this Tampa offense. Now, I've been wrong about a lot of things heading into the season. I said said the Cowboys, and we'll get to my terrible team in a second, would have the best record in the league. I said the Jaguars would have the worst uh, record in the league. So great. Good job by me uh, doing research on that. But one thing I think I was right about, and I don't want to overreact too much to Tampa losing to one of the top three teams in the NFC, but there are things there that he has no control of. You could all talk about Mike Evans and Godwin and all the nice shiny pieces he has. But the fact that he's now on a team that is going to jump off sides on fourth and two from midfield, that is going to false start on second and eight, creating a second and 13, that's going to botch a punt or a kickoff. What was it where they ran into each other? These are all things that a team with good leadership, a team coached by Bill Belichick, won't have to worry about, right? So he's like, oh, my God, wait a minute. This is all good and great and everything. But now I have... Now I'm put in a position where I have specific drives that I have to make count. And guess what? That, that, you know, gimme score before the half against the crap AFC East defenses, it's no longer there. Like little things like that are going to add up. And yes, you have uh, you have nice fantasy stars around you with Mike Evans and, like I said, Godwin and OJ Howard. But uh Tomp is in a weird position here, not having a solid discipline coach. I will say this, and I really do want to hear that the the the
1: push and pull of emotions for the Patriots slash Tom Brady fans out there. Cause yeah. I, I do think this broke just right. If you are a Patriots person, you know, to early game, our guy is good. Look, we're a new look. They <laughs> poor old man. He, we good thing. We got rid of him just in time kind of vibe. Right. And that could swing back in the following week, you know, ba- picking up on what Charlotte was talking about uh, a, a second ago. And what you're talking about there, Sal is exactly right. I I think it deserves an asterisk um, Charlotte, what you're saying. It's the, There are two basic um, quarterback groups that exist that that are successful. And they are the gunslinger and they are the surgeon. Game manager is too dismissive of what Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and that ilk are, Troy Aikman and otherwise. They are the guys who are up and down, completely buttoned down together intellectually all over the playbook. They are the leader of men out there by virtue of knowing every wrinkle they have crossed every T and dotted every I, And they know exactly they're in ex- the classic extension of a coach on the field and they make no mistakes. And they see to it that that's how the organization is. Bruce Arians is a gunslinger coach. He yeah. is classic. Yeah. And that's what he's used to. That's where he has thrived in his career. and, I vibe clear like John Elway, Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, gunslinger. They win almost as much and they're more exciting along the way. Tom Brady is now playing with a gunslinger style coach like go win it. Go make some special plays. And Tom Brady is not accustomed to the rest of the gang, the supporting cast. To your point, Sal, (laughs) not uh, what. We can't have penalties right. like that. He's going to go loco if that continues They over led the, next the league in games. penalties last year, 133.
0: Right. Now, I'm curious. Uh, I talked to Bill Simmons last night. We did the podcast. Some people I know are were betting on Tampa to root for. Some Patriots fans bet on Tampa so that they could for sure root for Tom for the first week. I think a lot of Patriots fans are still confused as to what to do about Tom Brady. Charlotte, you kind of swore him off. And uh, you're okay continuing that.
2: I feel really bad. I feel bad about this. I feel like I, I am – I was trying to pinpoint it. I was trying to figure out why is it that I, I did feel a little bad for him, but I was also happy that Tampa lost. And I felt yeah. awful about that. Like, I genuinely did. I was like, here's this quarterback who was the greatest thing that ever happened to the football team that you love for 20 years. Like, how can you – And I've seen a lot of Pats fans going really hard and the like defending Tom loyalty thing. And I get that, but I think there's an element of either hubris or kind of, I don't, I don't exactly know what the word is, but for Tom, he's still the same player. Like he's still the same guy who threw a pick six in his last game in Foxborough. He threw a pick six yesterday. Like, he is getting older and like, he is still a phenomenal quarterback, but if you don't have a coach who can coach around that as much as possible and who does eliminate those mistakes, like, I, I feel like, I feel like he, I feel like Tom went down there, you know, wanting to have more of a GM role and Arian said, cool, great, come on down. You can do that. And then you're faced with the reality of it where you also still have to execute on your specific job, which is very hard, especially in the yeah. division he's in now. And so I'm kind of like, what did you think would happen? Like, right. I feel like to your point, I feel like I saw a lot of this coming and the the idea that you still want to compete. Like, I like to think that if I were Tom, I might've just hung up the cleats and been like, you know what, after the Ram Super Bowl, like what a way to go out. And instead it's almost like painful. I don't want this to become... I think my emotions are like I really don't want to watch him, you know, like a Michael Jordan with the Wizards or like Brett Favre for the last, you know, five years. It it just I don't want it to be sad. I so badly don't want it to be sad. And his face on the bench was so sad. I was like, please don't do this to us.
0: You listen. You have to. There has to be some misery with this, Charlotte. It just has to be. You can't. That's what
2: it is. It's just like don't make this. Don't make this pathetic. Like please don't be pathetic.
0: Oh my God,
1: this is the best. If we could, this is starting off beautifully, Sal, as, as predicted. If we could just, if we could take the proper nouns out of this and just hear Charlotte talking about that, it really does sound like she's talking about an ex-boyfriend. Really? This is all of, this is all of New England right now. Like I'm rooting for him. I mean, yeah, that was, I felt it was tough for him, but you know, like. The new guy, and he was pretty good. Uh, you know, I, this is the, this is this is delicious. Love this is this is just great <laughs> stuff. I, and by the way, you know what? For all the talk about this, is how it goes. You know, as they say, you know, win, uh, who wins and loses is ultimately what matters. I don't know if you've heard uh, that kind of stuff before, but mm. um, uh, Tom Brady was fine. He was not great or right. or awful. He was somewhere in between. He was better than the other guy was. The other guy, though, happens to be um, behind the wheel of a well-oiled machine. And for all the fancy parts put into this Tampa Bay car, this was the first time the ignition got turned and there were fits and starts there. That'll probably continue for a few more weeks. They still do appear to be loaded, but Drew Brees is also old, everybody.
0: And so is is Old Man Rivers. Drew Brees gave... Tampa a free quarter. I think they only had six six offensive yards in the third quarter. It's like, all right, see if you can come back. And uh, and they did, and, and they couldn't. But, uh, yeah, I think the idea is people thought that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Joe, O.J. Howard were coming to the Patriots. Like, if that were the case, that's a different story, right? And, right? and Tom is doing that. This is much different. He's going to a better division. He's going to a, a more undisciplined coach and team in general. And uh, they're going to have trouble, I think, going forward.
2: Can I say one thing about um, the ex-boyfriend analogy? Like yeah. a bunch of years ago, I, I um, told this story about an ex-boyfriend. It was it was like a very harmless sort of, it just happened to be that that was the person who was in the story. And I, I told this story on um, Bill Barnwell's podcast and thought nothing of it. And I got a text um, a few days later from, the ex boyfriend being like, "Are you telling stories about me on Bill Barnell's podcast?" and nice. I was like, "Ooh, uh, yes, but I said you were very nice for what it's worth and so from that from then on i I don't do that anymore, but you know Tom Brady, it's fair game, right? like what am I supposed to do? This is the story mm-hmm. of the season this is This is tearing at my heartstrings every Sunday, maybe a Monday, probably a Thursday. So I'm just trying to cope the best that I can, you guys.
1: Uh, Charlotte Wilder, Charlotte Wilder is expressing sympathy for Tom Brady, the goat. No, (laughs) this is the great. I I, I I mean, he's 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 still he's still not he's still so nice. Look.
0: By the way, please my
2: privacy in this difficult time.
0: It's in your contract that you have to you have to uh, regale us with one story about an ex boyfriend a month. So I don't I don't know if you check, but yes, <laughs> no one wants that. Can't swear that off just yet. All right, let's get to my Cowboys. They lost last night. I'm miserable. This is the same team as always. I I, I feel like this. Uh, I got we got rooked with this Mike McCarthy. You know, it really wait, wait, just. Wait. It looked like the same thing. Yeah.
2: Can I ask you a question? Did Uh you think it, did you believe, did you think it would be different? Like when, when McCarthy got the job, what was like,
0: I I just thought addition by subtraction. There were one in six and one score games last year. I'm like, all right, make that three and three or, or four and three or something. Just the offense just looked so vanilla, the play calling. I don't know what it was like Dak. It was, it was, he didn't have a great game. It was almost like he was being spiteful for them, not paying him. In the offseason, he only threw downfield three times, I think, and the one time he did at the end. We all saw that call. I'm not blaming that call for the loss. They were miserable beyond that. They couldn't stop Aaron Donald. There was a lot of pressure the whole game. They didn't adjust. They were lucky to be ahead at halftime. But that call, and Dave, you I think you you touched on it a little bit, just let let them play. First of all, the Rams own pass interference, okay? They, uh, the the refs should get together and be like, hey, if there's a close one down the stretch, the Rams don't get it. All right. And especially if Jalen Ramsey is uh, and, and talk about the Emmys an Emmy award winning uh, uh, kind of thing there at the end. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Yes, he got his Gallup, got his hand caught in the jersey. And then he tried to separate because you don't want your hand in in the jersey. But there was like give and take the whole time. Don't make that call. Please let it go. And especially in light of what the Rams have gotten away with, they changed the rule and everything. But yeah, Charlotte, Mike McCarthy, I don't like, it. I feel like we, our house is screwed up because we had a contractor come in and everything was, was done poorly. And then we hire Mike McCarthy, who gets great grades from everyone in the neighborhood. And he comes in and I look around and, um, you know, uh, all of a sudden there are shingles on the grass and the dog is painted green. And what the hell's going on? Like, why there is no improvement here? I don't and it, it just doesn't bode well for the rest of the season. Um, luckily the Washington football team is in first place, and if Dave has anything to say about it, it'll only be Washington in first place tonight as Pittsburgh wins. But I'm I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out about this Cowboys team for sure. Well,
1: I mean, first things first, um, I think the with the Jalen Ramsey play. He's catching heat for it, but I say kudos to him. And sure. I've been on the wrong side and the right side of that with the teams and players I've rooted for, um, the guys who know how to sell that. Jalen Ramsey, that's a, a savvy play. You feel the sho- you feel the receiver's hand on your shoulder. It is nip and tuck all the way down the field. And the, um, the officials running with them don't see it clearly. And you react if your body physically moves like that. Good on Jalen yeah, Ramsey for having for being lucid enough to know how to do that. Um, Antonio Brown has made a career or made a career, I guess, out of doing exactly that sort of stuff and knowing how to push off without getting caught for it. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought the, the, the Rams surprised me with how, Jared Goff specifically surprised me with how good he looked. And um, I will say, yeah, I, I hear you about your concern about Mike McCarthy, but it goes back to the saints game you got, we also have to, in when it, when we only have one, when the sample size yeah. is 60 minutes against one team, the Saints defense is, you know, in the top two, probably in the NFC. And I think also where your Cowboys are concerned, they did play what is a, a dynamite front, any front that includes Aaron Donald as a handful. And I think we fall into this lazy narrative thing that has existed and specific to your Cowboys that The Dallas Cowboys have the best offensive line in pro football, bar none, because they drafted all those guys. Yeah, that was a while ago now. I know they still have some of those pieces, but Travis Frederick is retired, everybody. Jeff Schwartz and I talked about it on minus three. Like, why? The assumption, oh, the Cowboys, that's a position of strength. Definitely it is. Are we positive? Not against Aaron Donald and company, it wasn't. He wrecked. And for all the Chris Collins, it's not just Chris Collinsworth, Every. Analyst reacts to the shiny new keys before them on any given uh, Sunday that they're Mm -hmm. calling the game for. This is the best receiver in football until next week. This is the best receiver in football. Aaron Donald is, is actually a generational talent. Who is difficult to handle. And sure. that's what disrupted any any ability for Dak to throw downfield. He had no chance to do it. They had to
0: get the ball out of his hand, or number 99 would be laying a tie. I one. guess you got to adjust a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Linebackers aren't dynamite. I don't think the Rams anymore. That's a narrative that could go by the wayside. But so maybe a few more outlet passes to Zeke or something like make some, right. some right. kind of adjustment there. Um, back to the pass interference call. My 15 year old is a big Cowboys fan. Now he's wearing the jersey all day. He was excited all day and night. And when that pass interference call, I just go numb and put my head in my hands now. I'm not screaming. I'm done spackling walls anymore. I'm I'm done. But he is screaming his head off. And it's so funny because he can't swear around the house. But he knows in this instance, I'm not going to get on him too much for... uh, for f cursing here so he let one fly like reluctantly said Fuck! he got it out <laughs> <laughs> just so his mother wouldn't be mad but he had to let it be known that he's a big fan and i do i i've created a monster in that regard but ah uh, i just uh I, I don't know how much of this i could go through the stupid cowboys team and then those uniforms on top of it we're gonna let's just jump Let's just jump right to it. Luckily, I want to um, take a look at the Rams. I want to take a look at the Chargers uniforms. And uh, luckily, we have an expert on our panel here Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the uniformant. Dave
1: Damashek, the uniformant. Dave Damashek, the
0: uniformant. Okay, so what you're supposed to take from that is um our friend Dave Damishek is being labeled the uniformant. I don't know if that transferred in the in the jingle, but yes, that's what's going on here um Dave, all right, let's start with the rams and we'll go backwards. I don't like their jerseys, I think they look like dirty practice jerseys. I think they look like um something where there was a laundry mishap and the unit. the real uniforms didn't arrive, and we got those, and it's a little. Friday night lightish with the, the team that uh, doesn't have a lot of money in the budget for a jersey. But what do you think color scheme-wise and otherwise?
1: I think we can all agree that as we go through this, uh, this thing called life that Dave Damashek is the personification of integrity and class. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> never mind that. Um, but I will say this. We were we were overwhelmed this offseason by I mean, it felt like half the teams in the NFL unveiling new uniforms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this side of the Atlanta Falcons, I decreed that the LA Rams had screwed up more than anyone else. Their Angelino partners in that stadium, the Chargers, otherwise, we can talk about them in a second. I saw those new Rams get ups and I said, blah! And then I saw them on on the practice fields in hard knocks and otherwise, and I and I doubled down and I said they're an atrocity. Oh no! I always though like I always like to say though, let me see them on a game on the game field. Charlotte yawning. No, I saw you were. (laughs) No, I saw it. I saw it. Don't you try to jive me
0: or yourself?
1: I saw it.
0: I didn't see it because I also was yawning and my eyes were closed. I'm sorry.
2: I'm not bored. I just (laughs) yawned. It's
0: early on the East Coast, Dave. It's like noon.
2: (laughs) Sorry, Dave. Go on, go on, go on.
0: Charlotte, Sal, this
1: isn't the Olympics. I'm not going to compete. Okay. All right, good. (laughs) Now may I have the stage? Please, yeah.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Now. Like Jerry Orbach at the end of Dirty Dancing. When I'm wrong, I say. You don't I'm have wrong. to do this. <laughs> I know I don't have to do it, but as I've said, I'm a man of honor, nah. of class. LA Rams, I was wrong <gasps> about the road uniforms. I need to see the all blue, and those remain a larger concern. I thought the dirty laundry, a black sock got stuck in the white load, right. and that's what the effect was going to be. I don't know why it popped to me. It suddenly made sense, I, and, and you know, it looked to me like the Los Angeles Dodgers, and maybe, no, you know, ironically, like the Brooklyn Dodgers. That that subtle, that oh so subtle gray looked like the flannel uniform of baseball players of That's yesteryear, right. so and it. that you blue, that blue really stood out nicely. And I happen to find I I don't love them. Let's not get crazy, but I like them much better than I thought I would. And maybe it was because I don't like the Cowboys navy blue either, but combined, and that's a major factor, is the uniform matchup. Together it summoned memories for me of the 1977, 78, and 1981 World Series, Yankees and Dodgers. That's really what it looked like to, no, to, to my eyes. No, that's not a strong enough
0: blue. That's not, that's not a powerful bl- Dodger blue we're looking at. That's exa- That's Dodger blue. No It's as way. close as you can get the Dodger blue. I thought it looked all right. I'm the, not going to condemn those it's uniforms. It's the powder blue that everyone's trying to copy now. Everyone's like, oh, I love the Chargers powder blue. Like, okay, now everyone's doing it. It's the new teal. And they're not getting it right, I don't think, with this game. Charlotte, what do you think? Charlotte comes uh, uh, to us wearing this denim jacket straight from a, a mid-'80s uh, music video right now. Electric Youth, I think, is what I'm thinking right now. Um, Charlotte, what did you think of the Rams?
2: Yeah, I no. I, I really I think that they could be good if they were white. But they are not, they are, they are an accidental gray is how I would define it. They look like I, I get really lazy about laundry and I put, I had this white shirt that I loved and I probably put it in the wash like 30 times with, you know, things that were not with like blue pants and it turned kind of the color of the Rams uniforms and I don't wear it anymore because it embarrasses me. Good for you uh, because you have integrity. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, right. Trying. Um, so the color, it just drives me absolutely insane, but I don't hate the design. And I don't, I don't, you know, I just think like, if you right. have, they needed a better backdrop.
0: Yes. They needed a better opponent too that night, but, uh, all right, well let's move to the chargers. I don't think much better. In fact, I think a little bit worse. Um, I'm looking at this now and Jim, maybe you could pop this up, but this is, this is the high school, the fancy high school who has a lot of money in their budget, but they still go two and seven every year. But again, the, you're not replicating the powder blue. It's too much. And that yellow is it's it's not doing it for me. And there's a number on the helmet. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't like what's going on here, Dave. The number on the helmet is, is, is what's
1: great. It should have been black, of course, like it was back in the 60s in the AFL days. But I'm not going to quibble. Too much about that one. I don't know what jive you're spitting right now, mm. Sal. I don't know who you're trying to impress. I don't know why so many people in football America seem to join you in this, that those were ugly uniforms. Again, the matchup definitely damaged the way you could look at them. The Bengals have awful uniforms, although I will say it's freaky. The football da- a doppelganger effect is as great as I've ever seen it. Is that uh, Joe Burrow or is it Carson Palmer out there in that number nine in that same uniform? It was freaky how similar the throw in motion and uh, statue-esque kind of figure. Anyhow, um, those Chargers uniforms were just marvelous. Those gold pants, don't you see? They've replaced the traditional striping with just a lightning bolt on the side. It's, oh, it's that's descended from the heavens. And- The white is clean and and the powder blue is is gorgeous. And that's why the Rams didn't do powder blue because they're sharing a stadium. They can't both be powder blue and the Rams aren't powder blue anyway. The Chargers are, I thank them for finally returning to their roots and wearing that Get out of here, Navy blue. I just thought they were from heaven, and I can't wait to see all the other incarnations as the season. Well, let them
0: go to heaven. Let them go to another life here. But let me say this, Charlotte. If the Rams in these uniforms played the Chargers in those uniforms, I know it wouldn't be white on white, but I think the – whatever carnation of this. I, I know what this uniforms look like. I don't think we'd ever stop vomiting. I really don't. If these two played each other, <laughs> if we were subjected
2: to three hours of this, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I could watch. I, I think the quality of play might also impact. Yeah. Um, That's that. true. I would love to see those two teams. I when don't do think we play? see it
0: this year, right? I we don't not? because if, if uh, I don't think we see it because if the Chargers are playing. No, we don't see yet. It. <clears throat> uh not this year uh, not that I I mean you want to talk about vomitous. Mm-hmm. I,
1: what I don't know what the Arizona Cardinals were thinking walking out there in their red pants when they're playing the 49ers that was, that was red overload no that was that was hard to look at that was no good and if I may say about the Chargers and like Charlotte just uh, touched on there, I this ain't tracking right out of the gate. I mean, if you struggle against a rookie QB and um, you have a, a plus with uh, your defensive front against their offensive line and you barely survive against the Bungles, this probably portents bad things to come. Get Justin Herbert in there is is my is my answer. Why roll with Tyrod Taylor at this point when you see Joe Burrow lo- look so good for the Bengals? Aren't you? It was only five. It was a matter of five picks difference. Is Justin Herbert that much a uh, drop off for you? May as well roll with the kid there because Tyrod Taylor is Tyrod Taylor. He's 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 fine but doesn't elevate the team, you may as well roll with well, the kid they, right I, now. I
0: think they interviewed Justin Herbert, and he's like, yeah, I'd like to play, but I saw what I looked like in these uniforms, and I'd rather just stay in the background. <laughs> I I'm not ready to expose myself. Isn't
1: here. Charlotte the Rebel Alliance to the uniform? And go ahead. Uh, tell me where I'm wrong here, Charlotte. I can't
2: remember what the Chargers uniforms look like.
1: All right, here,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll hold them up. I, that's how... There, right there.
2: Oh, I, okay, yeah. I don't love the blue socks and the yellow pants and then the white top. I feel like yeah. it's, it's too much color on the bottom and then just sort of goes to white on the top. And it's like you needed a little bit bold or a little bit of black or like a little bit of something to punctuate <laughs> it. Because right now it looks like a baby blanket.
0: Yes, the pants make it. You need a strong color for the pants. Otherwise, it ruins everything. And that yellow is not, it's not doing it. Then.
2: Or you need white socks. But right now, the the blue
1: socks are what made that uniform look so good. You got it's amazing, mm -hmm. Charlotte, that you could pick the one item in the whole uniform that made the whole thing sing yesterday. It was the powder blue socks Mm -hmm. underneath those gold pants. You couldn't be more. wrong. Go back to that. Go back to Tatooine and talk to your robots. I'll take care of the the serious business here of running an empire. You don't have to I go hope, back to Tatooine. You could. Thank say you. What. Thank yeah. you.
2: I hope that someday when this podcast catapults all of us to just enormous fame and fortune <laughs> and Dave and I are both invited to the Met Gala, um, uh-huh. we both wear something that the other one hates so much. That we can never do a podcast again, and that'll be the the most iconic way that you could end a run of a very successful show with the most famous people in sports media.
1: All right, I lo- what did Aunt, what did Aunt Char? She was so against the gold pants. How did she feel about Cam Newton's gold pants, her new hero?
2: Oh my! Do you want? Should we get her?
0: Yeah, yeah. Go
1: do you find see him it. in the? Do you see him in the? You see him in the post game, and uh, I, I mean, he really looked like uh, Jim Carrey in the match. That's oh, the she outfit. Is. He she' had
2: out Yeah. Dave and Sal, how are you? Did you enjoy the first NFL Sunday?
0: Yes, very much so. Very much. Well, I
2: I have to tell you, my guy, Cam Newton, I mean, first of all, he is just something to look at. And then he puts on this pantsuit, which looks like exactly what I wore when I was the head of the Fortune 500 company, which I am under NDA, so I cannot disclose it in the 80s. You know, everyone's like, oh, Melanie Griffith, she was the the working girl was that who that was am i right on that one
0: i think so yes you're right (laughs) i believe i get her
2: confused with a lot of other actresses um who i (laughs) trust me i once knew uh but i was very pleased to see cam wearing this such a power suit i mean everyone said he looked like the guy from curious george i thought he looked like a (laughs) it takes a real man to wear a color like that is all i will say
0: All right. Well, I I like that. Ann Char's being honest. I don't think she's we should. Should we take her? uh, Should we give her a breathalyzer before each appearance? I don't know. I think she's okay now. Um, Gumption, gumption, Miss McGill. It is almost Miss McGill is her character. I
2: don't judge you, Sal.
0: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Thank you. It's a judgment free zone. All right, Dave, your team is ending this week. Well, it's the first uh, Monday night game. Pittsburgh at the Giants. Five and a half, 45 and a half. On FanDuel, I know you have this. You on minus three with Jeff Schwartz. Have the over as your big bet boost, right? Yeah, if, uh, if
1: you want to jump in with us, FanDuel.com slash minus three. The number three is how you do it. Get in on this one. The uh, the over is now boosted up to plus 115. If the two teams, again, like I said at the top, this isn't about divisions. I mean, it is about divisions. Mm-hmm. Um. But eight of them football because. Yeah, Yeah. right. But I, I mean that figuratively. I mean that spiritually. It's not Steelers or Giants tonight. It's Steelers and Giants tonight. Hopefully a lot more Steelers than Giants. However, 47 is the magic number. Nay, 48 and above is the magic number. We're going over the moon or at least over 47. Jump in. And, uh, and get on that. FanDuel has uh, generously boosted that uh, for us, and I think we're all going to sing songs by night. Wow, soon. we're going to sing songs? All right. That's right. All right. That's right. Well, we'll sing them while, uh, while Ryan Tannehill does his thing against Denver. Well, that's when we'll be singing tonight. I right.
2: hate two-game Monday. I hate it.
1: You don't
0: like it?
2: What? Because what? it's late here.
0: It is late on the East Coast. That second game starts, I think, 10-15 uh, yeah, Eastern no. time.
2: I personally love East Coast time for sports. People say that it goes too really? late, but I like having my mornings. I like being able to like, have, a, have do something else before football starts um, Interesting. on Sundays. And I am a night person anyway, so I don't mind staying up. But a ten fifteen start is like, give me eight. Eight is fine. It, it, it frustrates me. That second seconds.
0: game, ten, uh, Tennessee at Denver, Tennessee now a three-point favorite. I feel bad for Denver. So many injuries now. Um, you know, now now like Cortland Sutton might not play. Forty and a half is the over-under. I hate, hate, hate that Tennessee team because of my affiliation with uh, Clay Travis. But, um, yeah, that second game, usually the inferior home west team puts up a good fight where that first game, Dave, usually bears out according to what the spread is. So... If uh, if history dictates, uh, I have no numbers to back this up, but Pittsburgh should win and Denver should should play uh, close here. Charlotte, have you experienced a football season on the West Coast? No. The one thing I would say about East Coast, and I've done both, uh, I think I prefer the West Coast. I, I get it. If you have kids on the East Coast, you can go to the park from, you know, I hated waking up, Dave, at 7 in the morning and still having six hours before football started. I didn't know what to do with myself. I but with the that. family, You like that, right? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Some of the best TV is on Sunday nights, on uh, HBO specifically. What would you do if you had to watch the Sunday night game? Now it's 1130. Do you just start watching? Dave, what, you, I was Mad Men on Sunday night? I'm trying to think like all the shows that yeah. were on Sunday. You're there thinking were Game one. of sometimes Thrones, right? Game of Thrones for sure. Yeah, sometimes there were two three good dramas you had to watch, and then you go to work the next day and everyone's talking about it or half the people are talking about it. That, to me, was the worst uh, take for having East Coast football.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I grew very quickly. I was uh, suspicious of how I was going to vibe to the West Coast uh, Mm -hmm. sports fan life. I I happened to love it. Um, Almost across the board, college football, you wake up and the first thing that's going on. You watch, uh, you watch Lee Corso put a thing on his head and, uh, and then you're into football right, right out of the gate. That's marvelous. Um, yeah, I don't see a ton of downside to it. In fact, I know that the East coasters would hate it and I know it's not a, a realistic thing, but do you remember about three, four years ago when for whatever reason, the Raiders had a home game that got uh, suspended or, or got pushed and they put it on like kind of late night um, I think for us it was probably on the West Coast, probably like an eight o'clock start time. I wish they would just pick the most bum game on the schedule every week and start at West Coast eight p.m. That was great. Remember growing up, yeah, like old, uh, like really uh, West Coast um, a- NBA or NHL games, and you were if you stayed up, if you were good, you were allowed to stay oh, up to yeah, watch yeah, them, yeah. kind of thing. I, I would love for for that to be in effect. A, a late night football game every week would be just marvelous. I like
2: that. I like having something at night to kind of settle into. I don't know.
0: Well, they could start maybe I with, need
2: more of a life.
0: <laughs> they could start with Browns Bengals this Thursday night. <laughs> one of the Whoa. perfect one of those teams. Somehow both of those teams aren't going to be 0 and 2 after the, the game I would, but but one God, will I'd be.
2: Love to watch Joe Burrow beat Baker Mayfield.
0: That's fun. That that's uh obviously the storyline they were they were going for there. But um I yeah, it's a weird thing. I guess we could talk about it more Wednesday, but the idea, and then the spread on FanDuel is uh, seven, I believe. The Browns are a seven-point favorite. You might say they don't deserve to be a seven-point favorite over anyone. And on the other hand, very, very difficult historically for a rookie quarterback to go on the road in his first road game and win. But again, is this really a road team? There's no fans. It's a 300. I, I, what, what's the distance in, in miles between Cincinnati and Cleveland? It's a bus ride. It's a short bus ride, right? So I'm not sure Uh what kind of, it's a, <laughs> I don't know if that's geographically correct. It's about, it's about correct. three and a half miles, I think. I just looked. Right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think it. so. Yeah, According it's a, like, to the
2: match, we've only gone one inch.
0: Exactly. You're right. Now, we, can, uh, it, it, most of the players are going to walk, I think.
1: Can you imagine so, how bad it would suck to be an Ohio football fan? I mean, aside from Ohio State right mm-hmm. there in the middle of the state, but once you get to the pro ranks, I, I, I certainly, well, we'll talk about it on yes. Wednesday, I guess, but At least if you're a Bengals fan, you have something to feel optimistic about. I think Miles Garrett may bring you back down to earth. But then again, I figured Joey Bosa and company were going to do that um, in week one. Joe Burrow, I mean, you know, Joe Burrow was stroking those throws on that last drive, was drilling those throws all the way down the field, and you could make a case that they came really close to actually winning the game. If an official had seen it a little differently and called touchdown, I think you know, it might've been a touchdown. Everybody's
0: throwing, everyone's calling push-offs now. It's the new thing. That That's the I'm ref, a Joe
2: Burrow truther, so. Ref's
0: got around. He looked good. He ran the ball a lot. He looked, you know, I hate to say this, but he looked super poised, super poised for a quarterback. Always did for LSU. And then that carried over to the NFL. I don't want to compare him to like a Tim Tebow, who was just a, a disaster in the pot. You didn't know what you were getting. And sometimes the results were good, but super, super poised for a, a first year, first game quarterback. And uh, what happens, if, by the way, just something to think about. What happens if the Bengals
1: win that game? Where are the Browns oh, then? Yeah. If they're 0 2 and they lose to the Bengals, really, where are they um, as a fan base with Baker Mayfield going forward? It might, I mean, you can't go Case Keenum, but really, what are you going to do in, in year three of that guy with 14 games left if they drop it this instance? That's going to be fun. Interesting.
0: That's what we watch for.
2: Uh, I, uh, Joe Burrow at the Super Bowl, I interviewed him, and I made him an embroidery um, mm-hmm. that said it was a coacho quote. It was, the day I can't whoop a man's ass is the day I don't get out of bed. <laughs> and I gave it to him at the end of the interview, and he was like, uh, thanks and I was like mm, okay I was hoping that would be funnier but.
0: are you telling stories about ex-boyfriends again Is no, this... no, no
2: no no okay no but I I he would he did not find it as amusing as I thought I was cracking up and oh. then I saw him later and I was like do you have the embroidery and he was like uh yeah and I was with someone who knew him and he was like Joe cut it out do you have it did you keep it and Joe was like yes no I have it it's in my hotel room and I was like Okay, I guarantee he threw it out, but I like to think that somewhere in like some box somewhere he has this, you know, whacked embroidery that some sports yeah. <laughs> sports reporter made him one.
0: You keep looking for it during the game. Like right? Maybe, and like, maybe, maybe he's got he's it on, on the bench. Or, yeah, that's funny. Uh, well, all right, I'm being told it's three hours and 45 minutes by uh, Greyhound bus. So, um, I, yeah, I guess it's a road game for sure. Uh, good luck to Joe Burrow. Yeah, I guess we're... Um, we're all rooting for Joe Burrow in that game, right? Just more fun for uh, against the Cleveland Just to against. see
1: what happens, right? Yeah. yeah, just to see the fallout from it. I also would like to say I, I could hold it till Wednesday, but why? Why wait till then what we can do now? Win, play, show. Um, most handsome quarterbacks in oh. the NFL. Tom Brady continues to be my number one. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton has been knocking on the door for a decade, but Brady's still the GOAT there. Jimmy Garoppolo is is nice. I don't personally vibe. To uh, to what he's got going on, but talk about knocking on the door, Joe Burrow. Mm. He's he he wants to is jump he? on in too. Yeah, he might he might make the winner stand by season. Interesting. Wow.
0: Charlotte, uh, I feel like T- I'm not T-B. supposed to
2: weigh in on this because guys are like, oh, well, you know, women watch.
0: No, Sal, I was asking. I, for I feel Sal's like Sal's Dave not anyway. supposed to weigh in on it. But well, that's no, okay, I'm going to yeah. take
2: that narrative back, <laughs> and I'm going to say you don't get to tell me what I can and can't do. That's um, it. And- yeah, I think that Joe Burrow is definitely up there. Um, Tom Brady, it, it's almost like not fair. It's almost like she, we can't, like, we don't count him anymore because he's too handsome. It's like, okay, obviously. Right. He's handsome. Yeah. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll give it some thought. I'm going Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. I like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe- you like a sorority yeah, fella. it looks. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, let's give mm-hmm. our our friends at FanDuel some love. Extra points, obviously, brought to you by Fanduel. Sportsbook. By now, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook. World-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They've got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere. And they even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's important that a a sportsbook actually pays you when you win. It's one of the most important Mm -hmm. things. Lots of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook. Here's more. Right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free. And get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. There's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 Back in site credit. Now I'm not sure how this 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 site is making money. I really don't. They gave out winners to a lot of people who jumped on our winning parlay at plus four sixty. They gave out the Rams at what they had plus twenty six point twenty eight. Did it get? Oh to no, 28? I think
1: it kicked off at plus thirty two.
0: Thirty two points you were getting on the Rams that was never in question. I didn't think it was enough points. I thought Dallas was going to be. I thought they were <laughs> going to win fifty uh, one to three. And people going like, "Whoa, how did how did Fandle? No, they lost on that. And now they're giving like. $1,000 in free cash, basically. You, you get a, a, a crazy. You get money back on that. Place a pregame money line wager, and if your team scores 35 or more points, you double your winnings. That's another thing. That's the FanDuel football double up, $50 in site credit, uh, one eligible wager per person. What game do you like to double up on? You decide You get $50 in site credit, and you double your winnings. That's really nice. You're ready to bet on the NFL this season. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and be sure to sign up with our promo code. It's FanDuel.com slash extra points. That's FanDuel.com slash extra points. Wow, it took us um, like 50 minutes and we got to the NBA. But Charlotte, this is probably the most excited you were this weekend, right? Celtics Heat, your Celtics advanced over Toronto. Game seven. Um they stood up. Kemba still, it's funny, their star players are still not really doing it, I don't think. You got uh, Tatum obviously stepped up. Series odds, Celtics over Heat 134 for the series. They're minus 1.5, half. half is the spread for game one. You excited about this series? You nervous? I'm, I, I'm talking to Celtics fans. I'm talking, Bill Simmons says, of course he has to, that the Heat are going to win this series. But um, most Celtics fans don't feel that way.
2: No, I mean, I'm excited. I I think it's going to be... I don't really know what to expect. Um, You know, the Heat have obviously been very scrappy. I saw someone who said that... um, Or maybe someone texted me this. I can't remember. I'm I'm losing my mind over here. Someone said um, it's one Jimmy Butler against a team of Jimmy Butlers, Mm. um, which I was like, okay, I could kind of see that. I mean, I hope that Hayward is healthy just because I think guys are getting tired. I don't think they needed him from obviously they didn't need him they still managed to win but there were a lot of nail biters or a lot of moments where Toronto was ahead where I was like man we could really use someone else coming in here Tatum basically won for the Celtics yeah like, they couldn't have done that without him it was a really close game I was very nervous the entire time thrilled that they pulled it off but um yeah I I don't know I I kind of I like the over on on the game Mm -hmm. uh especially because it's a game one and everyone's had a little time to rest i think the heat having a bit of a lead worries me but i i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying to remain i'm trying not to get too high or too low before the game happens um because i know that once the game starts my resting heart rate will be like i'm running a marathon so you know i'm trying to i'm trying to be i'm trying to be zen before it
0: happens I'm trying to think of what you said the Celtics are a team of Jimmy Butler's and that is an awful lot of Hall and Oates, if that's the case I mean we're going deep we're going <laughs> that's man eater that's that's hitting all of them um, oh yeah I'm with you I think the Celtics win in six not even seven I think they win in six I think you know I, when, when you say they're a team of Jimmy Butler's they're they're deep as much as Celtics fans don't want to admit the Celtics are deep they can replace players they work and uh, they have the coaching advantage in Brad Stevens. I think he's finally figured out the rotation and they probably should have won that in five. They they screwed that up. I, I think Celtics for the series, Dave, you're going, is it a clean sweep?
1: Oh, well, yeah, I'm going to take the Celtics. I don't know. I, I don't know that I agree that uh, I like when people do that kind of conditional like, I don't know if I agree. I would argue. In mm. fact, I will argue oh. now that uh, the Celtics and uh, Heat have there is no advantage in the coaching department mm. there, and the Heat are longer than um, than the Raptors were, and um, I I was stunned that Kyle Lowry almost right at the end there just single handedly kind of. Um, was able to just, in clutch time, was able to to work past the defenders consistently there. And I thought, he's going to steal this game. Thank goodness for the Celts. He fouled out there, and they survived. Um, shout out and apologies to Rachel Bonetta, though, mm. because I did. I, I, I felt obliged to take to the Twitter machine before the game to congratulate uh, Charlotte and um, issue <laughs> condolences to Bonetta. And I was right, poor, but poor it Bonetta. didn't feel good doing. It didn't feel good doing it, but I, I felt it was my uh, responsibility to let them know how it was You say
0: You that. say poor Benetta, and you have no idea. And she initiated this bet. She's like, hey, you uh, on Fox Bet Live is me, it was Furman, and Clay Travis. We both, all three of us, like the Celtics. And she's obviously a Toronto Raptors fan. She's like, well, let's make a little bet. I'm like, all right, well, this didn't end up so great for you. Even though Toronto won the title, you ended up with maple syrup all over your head. Um, when the, well, the one game we picked a bet on, they lost. But the idea is we had to wear something Canadian. We had to be decked out in Canadian clothes if, uh, if the Celtics lost. And if the Celtics won, she had to paint herself green. So I think that's happening today on Fox <laughs> Bet Live. Now there's an extra wrinkle to this. She's doing this show. Um, I don't even know if we could talk about it, but she's doing another show. She's working like 19 hours a day from now until Thursday. And so now she has to show up at this other set with green paint. It really worked out great. It worked out great for (laughs) everybody. Look forward to that. She's in green paint uh, either today or tomorrow on Fox bet live. Now the Clippers, because no one could have anything nice in 2020, they've decided to blow this whole thing. So we can't have LA versus LA in the conference finals game seven. Now Denver, I think they just slow played. It's so funny with Jokic. Like they kind of know, Oh, we're down three one. All right, we'll turn it on right now. Clippers own game seven favored by seven points. They get these big leads and then they just blow it. It's weird. The over under is two Oh seven. I strongly urge everybody to go under in the last three game 7s I've only been three game sevens this year in the playoffs. Hmm. The under has hit by a dozen to 25 points. It's it's so under. Everyone's tight. Everyone it's a 98 92 game and two Oh seven is too high. Dave, you have thoughts on this. Can the Clippers come through?
1: I'll follow your lead on the uh, on the total of the game. There, you know what you're talking about. I'll take the Clippers to survive because of Kawhi, and uh, you know he he's as steely as it gets um, to to salvage this series. And also, it's not the NHL. This is the NBA. Are they really gonna? Let Denver get past the
0: Clippers and deprive us of L.A. V. L.A. I, I think about that, too. And Kawhi might be on the line 60 times, uh, which might uh, doom my underpick. But Oklahoma City, Houston, Denver, Utah, Boston, Toronto, game sevens, all low scoring games, all tight, all in the high 90s uh, for each team. Charlotte, uh, they're going to ruin this for L.A. Or, or do we even care about L.A. L.A. anymore?
2: I think we care about LALA. LA. I think if people are going to keep caring about basketball um, now that the NFL is back, LALA LA would be real helpful for that. Um, I think I'm, I feel like the Clippers are going to do it. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, I won't, I won't be shocked if I turn out to be wrong, but my gut says, which, you know, so far I've been going with, and apparently I'm the best gambler in the world. You are. My gut says Clippers. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. I think that Kawhi. And company does it. Maybe playoff P shows up again. Who knows? Oh. I think uh, I think under some pressure, the Clippers might be like, "Wow, we really can't lose to this large Serb."
0: Right. It's this large Serb. This is uh, it's going to be fun. So game seven uh, all Tuesday. This is this is unbelievable. It, it just goes back. Now, Dave, last month we had just games back wall to wall during the day and everything, but the nights are really getting fun here. Monday night games, two of them. Uh, game seven and a game one tomorrow, and then the NBA and the hockey keeps rolling. It looks like my Cowboys are going to be out of it. Um, and you could hit us up on email. That's the best part of all of this at, the extra gang at gmail.com. That's two e's in there. The extra points gang at gmail.com. I do want to read one email here. All right. This uh, email comes from Alex Gordon and it goes like this. Dear Cousin Sal, a lot of love has been shown to young Charlotte over the past several weeks. And why not? She's got it all. The snark, the lilting laugh, the smoldering, will they or won't they tension with the lawnmower guy? (laughs) With the what? The lawnmower (laughs) guy. The lawnmower
2: guy. Oh, Uh, I have a lawnmower story. I have to tell you guys. The fact like that gone. she
0: probably has Rachel Bonetta's phone number. What's not to love? As if all that wasn't enough, she even gets an extra boost by being compared to Damashek. No disrespect to Wilder, but who doesn't come off looking great when compared to that guy? He's got a face made for podcasting, a voice made for silent movies, a set of catchphrases from some sort of 1940s era sitcom, and a persistent refusal to take responsibility for losing the fantasy football trophy. That is nothing short of a slap in the face of humanity's efforts to establish a civilized society. That much is true. When it comes to Damoshek though, I think the sentiment that all Extra Points fans have is best expressed by none other than the immortal Wes Mantooth who says, from deep down in my stomach with every inch of me, I pure straight hate you, but God damn it, do I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> so let the media fawn all over young Charlotte as her and her girlish lilt. I, for one, still recognize greatness when I see it. Good job by you, Damashek. Good, good job by you, Alex Gordon from Zurich, Zurich, Switzerland, by way of Syracuse, New York. All right. So again, that's the best we're going to get. Just backhanded compliments all the way through, I think. Right, Dave? We'll take it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, uh, wasn't he uh, a world champion with the Kansas City Royals? It's nice to get yeah. a shout. Yeah, I think so. Um,
0: I'm not sure it's the same one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Word, word, words hurt. Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> no, Dave. We love you, Dave. <laughs> I, I'm not here to be patronized by you. I'm not patronizing.
2: America's,
0: uh, America's hero, Charlotte.
2: <laughs> Charlotte,
0: give us an extra point. Does it have something to do with the lawnmower guy?
2: Yeah. So my extra point is that um, this morning I woke up freaked out about the lawnmower because I was like, oh, no, it's Monday. I'm going to have to deal with this. It really it distracts me. I worry about it the entire time. And so my dad was like, these are the neighbors lawnmowers for the record. These are not our lawnmowers. I'm still at my parents' house. Yes. For Mm -hmm. anyone wondering. And uh, so my dad's like, well, why don't I call him? And I was like, You're gonna call the neighbors lawnmowers. And he was like, Yeah, it's uh and he like knew the name of the company, so he calls him up, the guy answers, and he w- I was like, Do you want me to call him? He's like, No, no, I got it. The guy answers, and my dad's like, Hey, um, so I have a totally bizarre request, and you can totally tell me if this is not possible, I will completely understand. But um, I had to go on a national sports broadcast this morning. And I was wondering if you could uh if there's any way that your crew could come at like, you know. Twelve thirty. 30 anytime after that. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, what? I like hear him on the other <laughs> side. He's like, uh, are they there now? And my dad is like, no, 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 this is, this is preemptive. This I just know they mm-hmm. come around this time. And the guy's like, uh, well, I can call them and see and my dad was like, great. Thanks so much. And they didn't show up. They are not here yet.
0: Really? Oh, today's yeah. the day. It's Monday. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So,
2: so shout out to, to, uh, Mr. Wilder for, Taking one for the team. There, uh,
0: let's let's give what what's Mr. Wilder's real first name? I, I don't think we need to call him Mr. Wilder when you. I just you're, feel
2: I I'm like should I say that should I should I drag my my yeah. father into this who already has to his, the people he work with one he was this lawyer on something and this and the guy was like wait are you Charlotte Wilder's dad and he was like is that all I am now just Charlotte yeah. Wilder's father and well, I was like, Well oh,
0: he better get used, not, used to it
2: come for all, all right. of us.
0: You don't want to give his first name? That's fine. No, that's okay. All right, uh, Dave. You have an extra point.
1: <laughs> I'm much more interested in Charlotte perpetuating the ongoing relationship, contentious though it may be, with the lawnmower <laughs> man. And I would really like you to start getting his picks going oh, forward. Yes. Well, for when they Cam show up and Tampa, I want I want you to start every week. I, I'd lo- let's make this lawnmower man. The personification of all Patriots fans this year and get his emotional reaction every Monday to how Cam and Tom both did. Okay, that would although, be fun to hear. When they
2: show up, hopefully around one, I will go out and record him on my phone and we I can like bring it. it back.
0: Yeah, make him like an embroidered uh, bracelet or something and just like, hey, this is this is your pay for now.
2: Totally. I, I just want to go into every new relationship thinking, having that person think I'm a, I'm a sociopath. So,
0: <laughs> uh, Dave, do you have an extra point?
1: Um, I do, and the Patriots, ironically, can never be America's team, despite the fact that they're named Patriots and they wear red, white, and blue. Um, We, we know for obvious reasons why America collectively will never embrace that football team. I do, though, continue to complain about this, and I'm going to do it now. I don't know why, in our ever-changing world, why the Dallas Cowboys decided to anoint themselves America's team 45 years or so ago, and we just continue to roll along with that. The last couple few years. In fact, when Chris Long put his arm around Malcolm Jenkins, Mm -hmm. I I declared that day, that's America's team. And then they went and won the Super Bowl. Last year, I said it's the Buffalo Bills Mm -hmm. because they, that red, white, and blue, and they're lovable. And I think it's something America can get behind. So I say to the audience at large and to the two of you here and now, who is 2020? America's team, not the, Dallas, the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. that's not just lazily. No, we're not just going to fall back on it's that. All right. We're going to, we must, and if it's the Cowboys, so be it. it. Is. But who embodies the spirit? Who deserves our support? Who, you have your local team, but who do we all need to be on board with in 2020? I'll throw out the Pittsburgh Steelers to get oh, the ball rolling. But I don't care. Mm. I'm just throwing one out. No. I love the Bills. I'd love to see the Bills win a Super Bowl for their fans and everything. That would be that would be dynamite. But maybe drop us a line and see who you consider to be All worthy right. of being
0: called America's team. All right, the extra points gang at gmail.com. That's fair. What's also fair is Dave, I see so many people get hurt leaving their lane. And your thing is uniforms, and you should stick with that. You shouldn't be trying to anoint a different America's team. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It's what Jerry Jones has done. It's capitalism. Look what he did with that franchise. It was nothing. <laughs> he built it up. He could sell it for seventy-five billion dollars. Now that's America. Plus everybody roots for them. And uh, holy yeah. hell, I'm telling Tom Landry, yeah, you said well, these things. I know. He was part of the American fabric too. But it's 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 evolved, and it's still the Cowboys. Charlie, what do you want to say? You th- you think who's your, who's America's team? You want to Patriots. say Patriots? Yeah, I know. This is just how it's going to be. So to the they patriots, have
2: revolutionary war people in their end zones when they're allowed to have people in their end zones. So I mean, they also, the when they
1: when their greatest players, when they get put into the ring of honor or whatever it's called there, do you know what they give them? You know, you you know the the uh, during the U.S. Uh, the American Revolution A musket. Um, our yes, our our brave um countrymen. Uh, banded together to push back at uh, at at, at uh, our uh, English overlords mm. and what did those they wore they were the, the the New England Patriots when you get into their ring of honor what do they give you they give you a red coat why do they wear red oh, coats they're, yeah. they're, that's a guilty conscience they know that they're no good they know they're not good for America the patriots red coats indeed I vote for the bill.
0: <laughs> I like I would love to have heard uh the uniform Ooh, d- no, I
2: know, I know debating
0: the with Paul Revere. I'm gonna about tell the red you guys next and, next and if they fit.
2: Next week, my answer. I mean You're gonna tell next us next time. week. Okay.
0: Yeah. It can't even be Wednesday. It's gotta be next week. Well, okay. Okay. All right, she'll do it Wednesday. Gotta talk to the lawnmower. Uh, here's man. something for America's team. Here's my extra point. Um we ordered food last night from uh Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Dave, you've had it. It's very good. Yes. The nice uh mm-hmm. restaurant out here um, trying to support the local businesses. I guess a lot of people were ordering because it was about an hour and a half late. Um, but I didn't get mad at the delivery guy cause I'm looking on the app and, uh, I'm seeing that he's at Roscoe's waiting for them to, to give him the order. So I'm like, Oh, this poor bastard's there. Normally I'm, I'm yelling and screaming if dinner's an hour and a half late and my Cowboys are losing anyway, that wasn't good. But anyway, he finally arrives at the door. Um, I go to give him a tip on top of whatever I tipped him from DoorDash or wherever we ordered from, uh, because I know it like, took, took his whole night. I go to give him a 20, and he says, uh, I'm wearing a uh, Dallas Cowboys. I'm wearing, like I forget, like a retro Cowboys shirt. And he's like, oh, man, the Cowboys. I'm like, I'm about to tip you right now. And you're making fun of my team. That's losing. I'm mad. So guess what? Instead of 20, he got $15. <gasps> I I, he doesn't know that until now if he's listening, but I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? You don't go to the job interview and make fun of the boss's tie, right? What do you that this is This is a crucial moment. Take the money and then say something on your way out. I'm not going to chase you down. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. No losers in that
1: exchange. I love it. Yes. But he's that guy. The delivery guy is righteous for supporting the Rams. And so are you for giving them the high end. I applaud you both.
2: I've said it it before and I'll say it again. Men are so emotional.
0: (laughs) Especially this one. Um, Hey, this emotional man. I have a book out, apparently. I wrote a book during the pandemic. Yes, it's called... uh, I'm, I'm putting it out there. They you, you Can't Lose Them All is the name of the book. It's available for pre-order on Amazon right now. Joel uh, Solomon, you just uh, side texted me here. You said, what is it? It's a top seller already. It's available for pre-order. What is it now?
1: Are you sitting down?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm always sitting down. I don't get any okay. exercise."
1: Sal, con- congratulations! Your book is currently the number one new release on Amazon. <laughs> is it
0: really? Wow! I mean, <laughs>
1: wow! Now I'm doing Jason Garrett because he couldn't be here. Good <laughs> Thank for you, you guys! Sal. Wow! Muzzle Tov! Enjoy it, awesome. because you can only go down from here. Congratulations!
0: All right. Yes, absolutely. And Dave, uh, I I mentioned you fondly in the book. Charlotte, I didn't know you yet. By the time I finished it, I didn't. I definitely would have. Uh, should have kept the chapter open for your, your affairs with the lawnmower guy. I mean, that would have I been
2: know. fun. I could have written a forward.
0: Yeah, I know we have Jimmy Kimmel wrote the forward. Maybe there's a blurb in there for you. Uh, okay. the, I'll we blurb still it. haven't done that. You'll blurb that. I've All always right.
2: wanted to blurb something. Okay,
0: I think on a blurb. Um, Yeah. So it's uh, my tales of my uh, idiot family and friends and uh, how I became a uh, degenerate sports gambler. And uh, there's a lot of fun in there and go, go get it on Amazon. I can't wait to
2: read it. I'm serious. I don't always read friends books, but I'm psyched about this. It's just
0: pictures. It's like three pages of text and then the rest (laughs) is pictures. I know what people want. So that's that. Um, And there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, Dave, what do you have to plug?
1: Well, minus three, of course, uh, coming up with a new episode with uh, Jeff Schwartz and Eddie Spaghetti for you later in the week. Uh, Download, subscribe, all that stuff. Dave's of Thunder as well with David Feeney. Check it out, won't you? Yeah, we will.
2: Charlotte? Um, I am very excited because for the NFL season, I'm going to be doing um, each week, a recap of each week in the NFL. Um, And as of right now, it's going to come out on Tuesday morning, um, and just recorded it this morning. And it was a lot of fun. I, I did this for a few different things for the NFL draft and I did it for the bachelor a few years and people seem to like it. So I hope that nice. uh, you'll, you'll check that out at the wilder things. It'll be on Twitter and, um, subscribe to the people sports podcast with, uh, me and Mark Titus.
0: Beautiful. Exciting stuff. I'm at the Cousin Sal on Twitter. Yeah, listen to all our podcasts here on Extra Points. Laugh Lines, we have Guillermo, who will be uh, previewing the season, the new uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live season, which starts next week. Jimmy is hosting the Emmys. That'll be fun. Sunday, uh, what else? Uh, Jerry and Jen on the uh, Waiver Wired podcast. There's a new one out today. Mm-hmm. They do fantasy podcasts all week long. The Lemon Pepper Parlay Club, that is TJ Hushmanzada and Rob Parker. What am I missing, Jim? There's uh, Against All Odds. We're doing that tomorrow. We'll hit the big games of the week. Those guys uh, really took one on the chin, all of their chins, a collective 19 chins um, between them. And there you go. So that's that. And, hey, a reminder, even though you may feel like an underdog, please remember that you're all my favorites. See you Wednesday.